Kamala Harris leaves out key elements from the Declaration of Independence, M&M's pulls their woke spokes candies after their sales dip, and a coalition of 20 states and top conservative legal groups are suing the Biden administration over their recently expanded humanitarian parole program. This is Heidi St. John, and you found me at the Off the Bench podcast. Well, I hope you guys are doing good and that you are enjoying the week in the news. This is the day here at the show where I like to go over the headlines, and there are no shortage of headlines for you today. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but I really enjoy watching Kamala Harris. This is a woman who gives speech after speech after speech that no one understands what she's even talking about. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples today because it's really just worth highlighting. These are the people that are in charge of the United States of America. These are the people that are at the top of the food chain in the United States government. And recently, Kamala Harris was giving a speech at a pro-abortion rally. Now, you guys know that there were a lot of social media influencers, including myself, who took to the networks over the weekend to talk about the March for Life. This would have been the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And praise God, because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, as you guys well know, and kicked it back to the states. And so there were, you know, uh, protests and counter protests and all the things that you would imagine there would be. There were protests outside of Justice Kavanaugh's private residence yet again. And President Biden tweeted that he, you know, as a grandfather, there's this is a guy with children and grandchildren who used to be pro-life, but now since it no longer is politically advantageous for him, He has pushed his Catholicism to the side and is saying he is now pro-abortion, 100% pro-abortion. That's where these people are. Now, Kamala Harris goes to make a speech, and I want to share this with you because it really is something to behold. promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Did you guys catch that? Did you catch what she was doing? Because here is Kamala Harris at a pro-abortion rally, and she's quoting the Declaration of Independence that says that we have been endowed by our creator, which she left out, certain unalienable rights that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, it would have totally ruined Kamala Harris's speech if she would acknowledge that our rights were not given to us by government. They were given to us by God. So she so she conveniently leaves that out, that we had been endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The very first right that we have that has been given to us by God that the United States government recognizes, does not give, but recognizes, is the right to life. And if Kamala would have actually quoted from the United States Constitution correctly, She would have been outed because she would have said it. Here is another speech, which is totally worth uh, playing for you guys. I'm I'm kind of amazed. You know, you're going to say, well, how come you keep sharing these? Well, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what the best and the brightest that the United States government has to offer is sharing with our uh, with our young people right now. The governor and I and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. 
So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. All right. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a real hard time understanding what Kamala is even talking about in this uh, speech that she's given. And a friend of mine said that we should be having some sort of a game to determine every time she said the passage of time, someone should have to take a step backward until you actually fall off the stage. But we've got issues in this country largely because we are not being serious about the governance of the United States of America. We've got a president in the Oval Office right now who probably can't tie his own shoes. And we've got one of the worst uh, public speakers ever in the history of the United States government to be in the position of the vice president of the United States. I like to watch Kamala Harris's speeches just for the sheer fun of it. But the fact that she deliberately left out that we had been endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness tells me that she's being uh, intentionally deceitful when she addresses the American people. All right. In other news, uh, M&M's has pulled their spokes candy. So are you guys watching this? So M&M's forever. Like I went down to Times Square years ago and took my kids to the M&M store. My husband, Jay, loves peanut M&M's, or he used to before we discovered how absolutely terrible for you they are. But we used to love peanut M&M's. And when we were dating, I would get him, you know, the little M&M's, uh, you know, uh, ornaments for our Christmas tree and things like that. But anyway, I digress. M&M's has been going woke over the years. And Fox News host Tucker Carlson recently criticized the candies during a segment over changes that the company had made to the appearance of the spokes candies. Listen to what he said. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous, Carson said, until the moment when you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. Carlson declared that, quote, woke M&Ms have returned and the company introduced new spokes candies. The green M&Ms got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian and maybe is also plus size. There's the obese purple M&Ms, he said. So we're going to cover that, of course, because that's what we do. M&M's tweeted a statement on Monday saying that the company has paused their use of the spokes candies and instead selected someone to represent the company. America, let's talk, said M&M's in a statement just a few days ago. In the last year, we've made some changes to our spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the Internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. The statement continued and in their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. Anyway, the company was widely mocked online over the statement, while others suggested that the supposed controversy was pointless and not worth people's time. My friend Jason Rance, who's a radio show host out of Seattle, tweeted, you mean your sales dipped after going woke and you don't want to admit it outright? That's pretty much what's going on. Go woke, go broke. Americans, by and large, don't like this garbage, and yet it is being forced down our throats every time we turn around, and that's the truth. And until we are, you know, as a, as a country and as a community and as a culture decide that we're not going to put up with it anymore, I think we're going to continue to have to deal with the fallout 
from woke ideology. I want to talk really briefly about my highlighting, for lack of a better word, all that is happening in the public school system. It is frustrating to me, and I know that I've said this many, many times, and uh, tomorrow my friend Steve Lambert is going to come on the show and talk to you about what he experienced just a couple of days ago when he went to a school board meeting in Lee's Summit, Missouri. So the bottom line is this particular district used to be number one in the state of Missouri, and now they're not even in the top 100. But I can tell you that those kids are being schooled. They're being schooled in gender ideology. They're being schooled in diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're being schooled in critical race theory. But we are failing our children in every academic pursuit. And that's just a straight-up fact. It's a fact from sunup to sundown, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, you may not like it, but that's exactly what's happening. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's an interesting development that happened yesterday that I want to read to you guys about because it's going to be something that we will want to watch. Uh, I'm going to quote from Fox News right now. A coalition of 20 states and top conservative legal group is suing the Biden administration over its recently expanded humanitarian parole program that allows tens of thousands of migrants from designated countries in a month into the United States, arguing the program is unlawful. The lawsuit was filed by the Texas and America First Legal in the Southern District of Texas and is joined by 19 additional states who are seeking to block the Biden administration's parole program, which allows up to 30,000 migrants from Haiti, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela into the United States each month. The Biden administration announced the program for Venezuelans in October, which limited the number of fly directly into the United States as long as they had not entered illegally, had a sponsor in the United States, and already passed certain checks. Earlier this month, now listen to this, you guys, earlier this month, President Biden announced that the program would be expanding to include Haitians, Nicaraguans, Cubans, and that the program would allow up to 30,000 people a month into the United States. It was announced alongside an expansion of Title 42 expulsions to include those nationalities. We anticipate that this action is going to substantially reduce the number of people attempting to cross our southwest border without going through a legal process. So the lawsuit that was filed by the Texas and America First Legal and then joined by an additional 19 Republican-led states notes that parole is limited by Congress to be used on a, quote, case-by-case basis for urgent humanitarian reasons or significant public benefit, a standard which the lawsuit says the program fails to meet. Quote, the parole program established by the department fails in each of the law's three limiting factors. It is not case-by-case. It is not urgent for humanitarian reasons and advances no significant public benefit. Instead, it amounts to the creation of a new visa program that allows hundreds of thousands of aliens to enter the United States who otherwise have no basis for doing so. This flouts rather than follows the clear limits imposed by Congress. The Biden administration has said that the program is one of a number of ways it is expanding lawful migration pathways 
as a way to combat the ongoing migrant surge at the border that has seen historic numbers hit the border each month and is calling on Congress to pass a broader immigration reform bill. So let me get this straight. So the Biden administration is noting, you know, however weekly, noting that we are having a massive problem on our southern border. You guys, I've said this before, and I think it's so important in the in the conversation. Borders of nations are important. If we don't have a border, we don't have a nation. The border is what determines the the parameters for the law that covers this particular part of the earth. It is the United States of America. We actually have borders and they're not being respected right now. You come across the border illegally and guess what that makes you? That makes you an illegal alien here in the United States. But rather than address the problem at the border, the Biden administration is trying to make all kinds of loopholes to allow even more people to come in illegally into the United States. And then he's going to Congress to say, hey, guys, we've got a migration problem. You need to fix it. Well, I agree he needs to fix it. But the answer is not to continue to open the doors to this illegal immigration that is crushing our southern states and coming up into the rest of the country. We've got a huge problem in this country as it relates to migration. Last but certainly not least in the headlines, I'm sure that many of you noted over the last couple of weeks that Diamond of Diamond and Silk passed away suddenly some weeks ago while her sister was visiting her. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the statement that her sister made at her funeral, it's well worth listening to. I'm going to play it for you. As soon as Diamond hung up the phone, she said to me, I can't breathe. It was suddenly out of nowhere and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door so that she can get some air. And each breath was less and less and less until her eyes became a stare. My husband and I followed the 911 instructions uh, 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 from the lady. We laid her, like they told us to lay her flat. They said, do CPR. And it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. My husband and I alternated and kept going and going and going until the emergency truck came and came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. So what I want to say to everybody is don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist. Because I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened. And it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly. So as heartbreaking as that is to hear, and it really is heartbreaking, I applaud the courage of Diamond's sister to tell her story on such a public venue. Guys, we got to start having an honest conversation about what is happening in the United States and around the world. And I, I fear that until we do, until we're honest about where this is coming from and where it's going, we're going to continue to see heartbreaking headlines like the ones we've seen 
over the weekend. Last but not least, I also read on the news, and you guys will be interested to know, that the FDA is forming a committee uh, to meet this week regarding the COVID vaccinations and recommendations for the future. On Thursday, the Daily Wire is reporting, the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee meeting will meet to discuss various steps with regard to COVID vaccinations. In a briefing document, which I'll put in the show notes for you, regarding the meeting, the FDA said that it is hoping the committee will think about several items, including making the immunization schedule easier by giving specific kids, immunocompromised people, and older people two shots, but only one to other people. It also wants the panel to think about making a system for vaccination recommendations akin to the way the flu shot is handled every year. The document pointed out that the mRNA booster shots rollout, quote, has been associated with significant implementation complexities, adding that because of this and other available information, quote, a move to a single vaccine composition for a primary and booster vaccination should be considered. Uh, This is amazing to me. They're not the 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 FDA is not meeting to discuss what's actually happening with the shots. They're meeting to discuss how they can get them to your children easier and how they can get them to people who are immunocompromised easier. Instead of having conversations about why people are dying suddenly, we are instead having conversations at the FDA level, at least, about how they can make it easier to get the shot to you. Something's wrong, you guys. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't care how, I don't care what anybody says anymore. The evidence is there and we can see what's happening now. And I, for one, am praying that people in higher positions of authority in this country will start to tell the truth. And that means there's going to have to be some accountability, which unfortunately, as we have seen over decades in this country, is very, very hard to come by. Accountability is something we don't like in this country. We don't like it from our children. We don't like it from our government officials, and we certainly don't like it from the FDA and the CDC and the World Health Organization, but that's exactly what needs to happen. I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. As I've said before, some of the uh, things that I talk about on the show now, we are taking out of the YouTube videos. We appreciate if you would share this podcast far and wide and leave reviews for us. Also, we would like to know what guests you would like to hear from here at the Heidi St. John podcast. Uh, Dr. Tenpenny is coming on my show in just a couple of days. That's going to be a fascinating look at what's uh, happening around the country with regard to COVID-19 and to the rollout of the vaccines, which we now know do not work. They were not uh, effective. And they, in fact, they've had a devastating impact, as you just heard from yet another person who's who lost a relative to a sudden cardiac arrest. Don't forget to join me at MomStrong International for the month of February. We're going to be going through a study that I have entitled Irreplaceable, the life-giving, soul-nurturing role of mothers. We're going to be spending some time talking about homemaking. We're going to be talking about the roles of men and women according to the Bible. The goal at MomStrong International is really just to get you in the word so that when we we butt up against things that are difficult, difficult conversations, uh, difficult topics, really the topic of motherhood shouldn't be difficult, but uh, the woke culture and the ideology that's being pushed on our kids right now is making it kind of a tender topic. I'm going to bring some life to it and some levity and uh, give you guys a dose of encouragement from the Word of God all throughout the month of February. Now's a great time to join. You can catch me at the last couple of weeks for my study in the book of Hebrews. And then we're going to jump right into Irreplaceable, the life-giving, soul-nurturing role of mothers. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you so much. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with my friend Steve Lambert right here at the intersection of faith 
and 